Hello and welcome back to the podcast I Like This Thing, where we celebrate unironic enthusiasm and talk about things that we like. I'm Kristen and this week I'm going to be talking about customizable ringtones. And I am Mojo and I will be talking about a high school musical. So very linking these ones. <laughs> Always on a theme. Alright, to start us off, I as ever have a terrible joke. Can I can I ask a question before you, before you do that? Is sure. this, is this, is this going to be a running theme now? Oh, yes. Is this a, oh, my God. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, it's very short. Uh, it's a knock-knock joke. You start. Knock-knock. Come in. <laughs> Who's there? Is that, is that, is that the format? Who's there? <laughs> no, you missed it. The joke oh. is that, that you come in and oh. then there's no joke. I'm really tired, all right. I missed I missed the, I can't believe that was the punchline. Yeah, it was possibly the worst one yet, even though there's only been three. So without further terribly awkward ado, would you like to take it away with the first segment of the thing that you like? No, I wouldn't actually. Yes, so my topic today is about high school musical yes which is very keeping with the theme of the three things that i've talked about so far <laughs> a grim video game a, a movie franchise and another movie franchise another superb cinematic trilogy i think Honestly, you might say yes yes exactly exactly as expressive as the prequels as well i i imagine that for the for the course of the next few weeks at least i'm going to be talking about video games and 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 films because that's where my interests lie but yes high school musical high school musical is much more of an interesting one to me because it was a hugely influential one upon me in my sort of developmental stages i don't exactly know when these movies came out which is probably some research i probably should have done before this podcast early 2000s i think i can look that up while you're talking but we had the trilogy set as on a dvd for a while like early on when it came out right 2006 the first one was released 2006 okay and then 2007 2008 the next two sorry carry on i was saying we had the we had the dvd trilogy like the box set pretty early on in our house and i watched that a lot (laughs) (laughs) and we we bought the uh, we that was a collective pronoun you bought the high school musical three on your on itunes on itunes i yeah. did i had it on my ipod touch <laughs> um and because it was one of those rare occasions where we went on like holidays where we had no wi-fi that was the only thing we could watch yeah so we'd watch high school musical three over and over again and over and over again i have a specific memory this is not supposed to be me talking about high school musical within my own past but i guess this is where it's going right now yeah i have a specific memory of us going on a trip i think it was to france in like 2007 2008 Maybe, no, it must have been later than that. I think 2012 or something. They all blur at this point. Where we had taken a disc drive, like an external disc drive and High School Musical 2. And we watched it and we got lost or something. Something happened to the car that we were taking. And we were just sat in, in the stopped like in the stopped French road just watching High School Musical 2 over and over again. Because we had nothing else to do. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, High School Musical. Probably from those few little examples I provided there. You can see that it was definitely a hefty part of like... What I enjoyed as a, as a kid or a teenager, that's not exactly the most commonplace thing to enjoy as a teenager, which is not me trying to be the sort of quirky phenomenon where I'm different from other people. I think the uh, general popularity of the franchise would tell us that you're not, in fact, alone in that. Yeah, there's definitely a sense. I think I didn't really clarify this last time when I was talking about the Star Wars prequels, but there's definitely a blurred line between when you begin to enjoy it ironically to when you start to enjoy it unironically. Definitely as a child or like when the movies were coming out and I knew of them when they were arriving, I didn't have the sense of 
you know, very sarcastic humor that I do now. So I, I think I just legitimately enjoyed them. But then when I realized that the movies themselves were something that you aren't supposed to enjoy as the demographic I was as like a 13 year old boy. <laughs> Mm. I started to ironically enjoy them more as a way to accept them rather than the other way around. And then I think that transition slowly happened again, where I went from ironic to unironic enjoyment <laughs> over the course of probably a few years. Nice. Up to the point where, you know, talking about those um those movie viewings I had with friends with the prequels. Yeah. We've done the we've done high school music. That was the first one actually. The first one that we ever did as a as a group watching of movies was the marathon of high school musical one through three i remember it so clearly i remember lying in bed and again this is a very similar story to the story that i told in the last episode i remember lying in bed with my pillow over my face listening to you and all 10 of your prepubescent hyena friends screaming along to the start of something new at like 10 p.m and being like oh lord (laughs) (laughs) look it was funny all right it was a really it was really funny but equally being like this is surreal. How has my teenage brother, sixteen-year-old like found... younger brother, got a group of ten friends to sing <laughs> every day with him? Exactly. <laughs> like all of you know all the words to all the songs from all the High School Musical films. It's amazing. Yeah. On a side note from High School Musical, I am extremely thankful for that group of friends. They 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 put me yeah. through. A, they put me through a lot. They they helped a lot. <laughs> Yeah, back, anyway, back to High School Musical. Yes, what do you like about it? Tell us about that. Yeah, I think not not to spend the entirety of this podcast comparing myself to the other podcasts that we've done because they're so numerous. In Star, Wars, in Star Wars prequels, like the music the and the actual story that it's telling was what I was explaining to be some of my favourite parts, right? And like the choreography of the scenes and the fighting. I think that it is in fact the polar opposite, <laughs> which is what I enjoy in High School Musical. <laughs> there is a certain sense of, you know, it, it is ironic enjoyment, right? Like the... Like, you enjoy it by viewing it by saying this is you know we understand that this movie isn't great but it is an absolute timeless classic to me at least the humor that i derive from it so i I, first off i think i find it funny right that's that's one of the things that i i most enjoy about it sure i mean it's hilarious the light will shine very brightly here at east high (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i think i think that i've got like a if i were to explain like a coin of enjoyment of it, like two flip sides of it of, of enjoyment of the humor of the movies one is like a referential side of humor where i can go to people who i know know the movies like you like those friends i was mentioning earlier and like say a line which i know that will be collected by them and they will respond with the, the next line or say something about high school musical and that kind of level of just making fun of the movies while simultaneously enjoying the movies itself you know it, it's like if I came up to you and said, Where's my team, Darby? What the heck are those two doing in a tree? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bolton, Danforth! I think the first two movies aren't that great at providing like genuine humour which lasts. I mean, you are incorrect, but carry on. Yeah, sorry, go off, Queen. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, um, <laughs> the humour that they try to portray in those movies isn't great, but I think the third one has some genuine, like, the cast have really bonded. There's some really genuinely fun oh, scenes. Oh, absolutely. The... Hey, Troy, when's the big game? Uh, yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, good luck. <laughs> She's so sweet. Slap. I think that, that specifically I'm referring to the scene where they do that scene where they steal the, the, the clothes of Rocket Man and his friend and they run around the entire school. And that just seems genuinely mm. like they're having fun. Like that, they remove themselves from like the fact that it's a movie. They just yeah. they're legit, legit just enjoying themselves. And of course, every line from Mrs. Darbus is great. She is my hero. She yeah, she's very you. I can see that you based your character off of her. Um, <laughs> Jason, you did it. You graduated. He's the most real character. He's the most real character in the entire franchise. Oh, he's great. 
I think that those scenes genuinely make me enjoy it, like an, an actual unironic, like, oh, that's that's genuinely like a fun scene to watch. Yeah. I think I'm getting too in detail, though. I think I'm going far too in a little picture here. Unironically, even though I am doing a music degree, I enjoy the mm. song. Oh, they are slapperoonies. Yeah, and that's obviously a very big part of it, given the fact that it is a musical. Well, it's a <laughs> it's a Disney musical, but yeah, you know, you know what I mean. The songs are all over my playlists everywhere. They're in my gym workout playlists <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Oh, get it. Hey, bet on it is the world's greatest workout song. As someone who does work out. <laughs> I couldn't even get to the end of that sentence. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the best, that's the, that's the best, that's the best joke you made or podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll open with that one next time. It's just a really ha- harsh moment in this very nice podcast where we just drag on you for like a minute. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the songs. I really genuinely like the songs, and I'm not going to go into too much detail. I think my favourite ever is High School Musical 2's Work This Out, because that is a banger. And I know that a lot of Disney movies, but especially High School Musical, abuse the um, half-tone modulation, (laughs) which I'm sure everyone wants to talk about. It's where the end of the piece makes you feel good by making the actual, you know, melody and harmony, the entire piece. Oh my days, it's a key change. Everybody knows what a key change is. Okay, fine, it's a key change. It's a key change. But that that notion is deliberately abused by composers to make the, the the piece feel good and like triumphant at the end. But they are normally very out of place. They just sort of happen. There's no like pre context to them. There's no. It's not well done as a sort of easy interlude into it. But work this out has a really good like delve into the into the half tone modulation. And it's it's really really nice. It does. Also, it's really cool how they do the orchestration with like the instruments of the kitchen yes for context this particular musical number they are singing in a in a kitchen and like playing like pots and pans as drums and things and yeah in, in no so yeah i probably should have explained that i i don't know i think the, the the dynamic of the friend groups as well is quite important to me i mean even if it's just acted but like i don't feel like it is i think even the friends behind the actor like you know the actual connections they've made between the people not just how they're supposed to act on the camera um, I think they look, they look, they look really genuine to me, and they very much influenced how I would like want friends to be. If it makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. When I saw those movies, I may as sad as it may have been, I would, I was like, that's how I want my friends to be when I grow up. <laughs> oh, that's quite endearing. Yeah, well, little old, little old me, um, watching High School Musical over and over again. Certainly, in a sense, it, it inspired me to follow through with music. I wouldn't say it did that by any. St- strong standard but i would definitely say it like there's a small sense in which you know i liked music i liked high school musical they those two things are at some point linked somewhere yeah i always related heavily to kelsey who is the like the playwright the playmaker she writes uh, all the music well she canonically writes all the music for the show uh, and if that were a real case scenario it would have been picked up ages ago by like juilliard and taken away <laughs> i mean that's what happens in the third one essentially also would just like to put in a note for one of the best jokes in the trilogy which is where Sharpay says oh i hear kelsey's writing something amazing for troy and gabriella and ryan goes a song, most likely. <laughs> See, I, that, that's again from the third one. I think the third one has some genuine humour. It's really funny, yeah. There's that scene where they take a, the Troy and Gabriella, the main couple of the show, take away Rocket Man and like Sharpay, who's like the big like she's the she's the big hot girl in in the movie. She's the diva. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and they're like, look, dude, she's into you. <laughs> and it, I think I think it's just a really 
genuinely funny. I mean, I can't really describe the humor to people because, you know, but when you dissect a joke, you, you kill it dead in the water. But I genuinely enjoy those movies. And I think I'm nearly ending on my time here, which I feel like I haven't really actually talked about the movies themselves much. But there's one last point I want to make here. I have been in a few relationships in my life so far, and only the one that I have most recently, uh, still have, has liked High School Musical. <laughs> It's not where I thought you were going with this. Yeah, and none of the ones beforehand have. None of your exes liked High School Musical. Yeah, and they and they all I don't know how I'm, I don't know how I've got here, but they they all they all, all <laughs> you're in a hole. Keep digging. You sort of politely enjoyed it. Yeah, they all politely enjoyed it, or even to the point of just made fun of me for enjoying it, which is not what this podcast is about. It's the opposite of that. Yes, and I think yeah, you're touching on something important there. The legacy that High School Musical has left on the kind of consciousness of our generation, which is a, a poncy way of saying a lot of people around us liked it. And like, you know, we were reasonably removed in that it was an American phenomenon and the kind of teenage Disney culture was a much bigger thing there than it was here. But we still got some of that. And like, you know, it's like, I I don't know if our, our listeners are aware of um, High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is actually really good. An absolute banger of a show. You should watch it. Yep, I've watched it three times so far. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, that is a that is a new kind of Disney Plus show, which is about the sort of the legacy of High School Musical and how it is just this sort of, I don't know, like this iconic moment in the kind of pop culture history and you know like i think it's worth mentioning it's at some point that both me and uh my co-host here are members of a high school musical not just members but admins of a high school musical meme group on facebook which has actually like led to some genuine friendships with other people and like the only connection between us is that we like high school musical and we like memes yeah and like that was that was the entire that was the entire context yeah it fosters genuine like connection and i just think that's gorgeous i remember i remember joining that page on facebook and really being like wow this is this is dumb and then i made memes about it i was like this is actually really funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then we got added to that chat where we just talked to the admins and it was really fun yeah and you know look at us now (laughs) yeah talking about it on a podcast sorry i didn't mean to hijack the last two minutes of your of your time there but i no i I was gonna gonna, i'm just gonna finish this point i was making about exes None of my exes enjoyed High School Musical or even to the point at which they, you know, actively did not enjoy it. And I didn't know how much it actually meant to me, not High School Musical, but I think more the regard that I am supported in my enjoyments. Yeah, that people can be like, oh, cool, you like this thing and not make fun of you for it. Even if it's something they personally don't like, you can still, you know, be sympathetic. I'm not going to get too involved because I feel like I'm getting quite emotional here. But when my current girlfriend was like, you know, I love High School Musical, I was like, oh, cool that's great and then i was like wait that means i can watch them with you <laughs> and that was <laughs> that was that was the first that was the first movie we ever watched together oh that is i think a very appropriate way to end because it is in fact valentine's day as we record this so a bit of bit of sappiness is is allowed i think yeah i think i think that's the final point there is just yeah i think high school musical is the is is the lens with which it's being viewed but it's more about how i think in those kind of relationships. I don't know how I've ended up here when I started with High School Musical, but I think I think in those kind of relationships, it's very important that you can still allow someone to enjoy something, even if you don't personally agree with it or enjoy it yourself. 
Oh yeah, people who make fun of you for your interests, even if it's just kind of like a oh, okay, lol, you're into that thing. It's like don't need that. Put it in the yeah, bin. Yeah, which is like why we made this podcast. We're all about supporting unironic enthusiasm. Boom. <laughs> so my topic today is customizable ringtones. Good. Is it is it work this out from High School Musical too? <laughs> no. Uh, worth saying that my current ringtone on my phone is an edit of a Bruno Mars song, which coincidentally, Mojo and I have been on a call together this afternoon for about three hours now, and I have been singing the song that is my ringtone constantly. Mojo has threatened to leave the call about 70 times in the last hour because I keep bursting into it. <laughs> I've gotten really good at noticing when you're about to do it and then muting you for about half a minute and then putting you back on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I don't know if our listeners are aware of the Bruno Mars song. That's what I like. The Just jump in the Cadillac, girl, put some miles on it. There is a meme edit of that song. It's about 20 seconds long. That is called Jump in the Cack and it is hysterical uh, links down below would you say it is objectively funny or would you say it applies to your sense of humor it's so funny are you kidding me i don't okay it's difficult to tell whether i'm just so far down the rabbit hole of like meme edit youtube humor that i can't objectively tell when something's funny or not anymore but this cracks me up like it is a high honor to be placed as my phone ringtone and this is this is that. Hold on, are they aware of the fact that this is a high honor? Have you made them? Have you told them that? <laughs> that it's your no, it's just a sort of existential achievement, you know. So there, I've had two like customized ringtones before. The one immediately before was the Chip the Ripper freestyle. Oh, love that! Which, if anybody knows of our listener base, they will know as the Interior Crocodile Alligator. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. It is exactly as stupid as it sounds. Can I ask a question? Yes, ask a question. Did you do this bit just to be able to sing all your favorite meme songs? Is that what this is? is, 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 is... <laughs> no, no, I actually have a point that I want to make. I'm just do doing some sort of, here is my personal history. Like your whistle stop tour of High School Musical, my personal history with customizable ringtones. And before that, years ago it's like four or five years ago now i i had the mashup of uptown funk and the reese's puffs cereal commercial jingle which is also like the song that idubs did like his a certain subscriber milestone dance to i would like to clarify that if you are if you are trying to further explain this by saying idubs you're just digging further in the hole <laughs> yeah no, i know if you don't if you don't if you're not part of this world already, none of that's going to mean anything to you. It's a funny I dubs? Who is Who is an I dub? <laughs> the man who dubs the I. So the reason I like customizable ringtones is not just that it's funny that like, haha, people ring to say hi or ask me about the car accident that I was in and I get to listen to my funny meme song for like 10 seconds. Hold on, hold on, take back. The car accident that you were in? Oh, you know, the kind of, hi, we're calling about the car accident that you were in. We hear you were in a car accident. I wasn't actually in a car accident. Not actually car accidents. You, <laughs> you blowfish. <laughs> so it's not just that, you know, I get to hear a funny bit of meme song. And the number of times, by the way, that I have missed a call because I've been jamming to my ringtone is 
embarrassingly high. <laughs> no, I respect also, it. my I phone respect only it. rings for like 10 seconds, which is ridiculous. Wait, that's, change you it. can probably change that in your options. Uh, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> We can have a tech. We can have a tech podcast where I explain to you how to change. I could just sit on the podcast and explain to you how to change your phone. <laughs> that would be great radio. So the other part of obviously like having a phone is text, and my text tone for a very long time was the Wilhelm scream, oh, which I cannot tell you how excellent a ringtone the Wilhelm scream is. For those of you who don't know, the Wilhelm scream is a Hollywood Easter egg that is like a little stock footage piece of sound from a 1950s film called Distant Drums where Private Wilhelm, who's one of the characters, gets like shot with an arrow and falls off his horse and he makes a ridiculous scream noise. And it was discovered by like a, a kind of sound engineer working on Star Wars and put in as a sound effect in Star Wars and everyone thought it was hilarious. Come on, so Earth. then do you know this <laughs> so t- i remember discovering the wilhelm scream years and years ago because i was you know watching some movie it's, it's in everything it's in lord of the rings and i remember being like i don't know if i'm mad but i swear there's a scream sound that is exactly the same <laughs> you, just, you just stop so, it there. i don't know if i'm mad but it's like there's screaming happening somewhere <laughs> <laughs> So I, I googled, I YouTubed or something like um, scream sound effect and came up, you know, with all these forum posts of being like, am I going crazy? I swear these stormtroopers have the same scream in different Star Wars films and then discovered that it's this whole institution and there are all these kind of supercuts on YouTube of like every Wilhelm scream from like the movies of the last year. Why would you Why would you ever watch that? It's just the same scream. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's quite fun because it it when you're first discovering this Easter egg, it's like a... Um, it's like, oh, I knew it was in that film, or oh, it's in Game of Thrones as well, or oh, it's in, you know, the Battle of Helm's Deep yeah, kind of thing when can, the dude gets chucked off the is, what's yeah. it. Yeah, and it's quite a fun kind of like, oh, look, this kind of Hollywood in-joke of people just slipping this sound effect into like bizarre places. And so that, that scream has become famous in its own right and is like embedded in all sorts. It's in like a whole bunch of Pixar movies, Disney films, um, most of the Star Wars films. Yeah, as I said, like Lord of the Rings, like Indiana almost Jones. every big um, franchise, right? It's it's in the MCU, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's even in like some video games. So it's in Red Dead Redemption, according to the Wikipedia page. So I, you know, got this idea of someone off Reddit, I think, and downloaded the um, little audio bite and made it my text tone in my first year of university. And uh, like, usually my phone is on vibrate because I'm not a complete psychopath. But when this was my text tone, I never put my phone on vibrate because it would make me laugh so much just be like wandering down the street and you just like muffled inside your bag you hear a (laughs) (laughs) and it like would go off in the library and like every head would turn to me and i'd be like yes my backpack just screamed yes there is a small baby in this backpack that's why it's screaming and the number of people who would just jump out of their skins like it went off in a supervision once um and the person i was having the class with like jumped a mile (laughs) yeah i would imagine if someone screamed from your pocket my supervisor was like was that is everyone okay (laughs) and like looked out the window and i was like i'm just gonna mute my phone (laughs) oh you fool (laughs) um it's also the the other effect is that because it was my text tone for so long, it's made me really attuned to the sound because it's it's quite a like 
it's quite a distinct scream sound, which is why, like, you know, the sound is funny. That's why it ended up as an Easter egg. But, but now whenever I hear it in films, even though it hasn't been my text tone for about three years, there's part of my brain that's like, ooh, I've got a text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I have a very similar feeling. Um, back to back to video games for a second. Playing Minecraft. My text tone is the Minecraft villager noise, which is like a ha kind of noise. And every time I play Minecraft, which is a lot these days, they, they make that noise and I go, oh, it like conditions you it's very pavlovian so the text tone that i'm currently angling for have yet to actually do this but i'm gonna cut a clip of noel miller from noel and cody's love island series of noel miller going i got a text yeah that's perfect (laughs) it's gonna be great and i love it big noel miller fan he might be one of my topics in future episodes i I, I would support that one yeah so you know i partly wanted to talk about customizable ringtones because it's funny because you can make a bunch of nonsense like come out of your phone every hour of the day but also i've been doing a lot of thinking about the kind of liminal spaces to do with phones okay and i know this is me edging into pretentious territory (laughs) but bear with me So I'm currently uh, working on a dissertation that looks at kind of the use of like voicemail skits in hip hop, which um, I'm having a great time doing, but is also like making me think about sort of what the voicemail space does and how it functions in the kind of music soundscape. And I've been thinking that like ringtones are an interesting thing. Right. Okay. You know, since the mobile phone was invented and it is a very very recent invention in the kind of grand scheme of human history it's only been like what like two decades maybe that we've been walking around with phones and have been able to contact each other like anywhere and everywhere all the time maybe closer to three years uh three decades but... yeah they were mostly being made like uh, actually properly mobile in the 90s so probably like 25 years by now i'd say yeah exactly and you know like that technology wouldn't have developed the kind of customizable ringtone for a while into having kind of mobile phones but you know there have been really significant moments in sort of industrial or technological innovation that have revolutionized human communication and that's things like the printing press and like the birth of the internet <laughs> two two very two very similar things the printing press and the birth of the internet <laughs> no but they are no genuinely i think i think it's a really genuinely significant way of of sort of categorizing different epochs in human history because it, it revolutionizes the way people communicate and it does that through changing the method by which we speak to each other so you know the printing press suddenly meant you were able to say something in a newspaper that would go out to millions of people rather than like handwriting a book that was then hand printed or copied by monks and you know there were only four copies and nobody could read anyway kind of thing like it's 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 boggling to try to consider how revolutionary the printing press was ian watts the rise of the novel very good book for this just in case any of you are total nerds and want to think about that more for our bibliography in the in 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 the page below mine will be high mine will be high school musical and yours will be (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um i I know that you know my little mini joyride through various different memes as customizable ringtone seems a little bit far from what i'm currently saying but i'm really interested in how the mobile technology changed the way we interact with like time and space and communication across time and space because suddenly you don't have to be in a specific place 
Like you don't have to be standing next to a landline or like going into a phone booth to make a call which cuts across space to where someone else is on the other end of the phone. Suddenly you can be anywhere in the world and anyone else in the world can contact you and that space is instantly bridged. And so, you know, like space can be bridged eventually by most methods like one person writing from like sub-saharan africa to someone who lives in iceland yeah they could write a letter to them and then that would take months to get to them yeah exactly and so like that space can be brought down to zero it can be like effectively breached but only at the expense of a lot of time and i think mobile phones are maybe the first instance where that space is completely eradicated because the time is completely eradicated because you don't have to be in a specific place and you can connect to any two points like instantly. And that is cool. And there's that, you know, there's all sorts of philosophizing that I could do about what that means for kind of, you know, oh, what was shared spaces, liminality, blah, blah, blah. The liminal spaces. Uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, bi- big on my liminal spaces. Love big it. ups, liminal space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dress is sick, man. <laughs> A, a little in-joke also makes for great radio. That was actually a Noel Miller reference. That was a Noel Miller reference. True. Good callback. But the, th- no, the thing I want to talk about is how funny it is that like we have these hotspots of communication that are totally unprecedented. And I, you know, I say like suddenly this, this technology happened. It took centuries of kind of, you know, technological innovation to get to the mobile phone. But like, you can hang a sound on that. Someone can kind of knock on your immediate space by calling you and you get to determine what that knock sounds like. Like, how cool is that? It's, it's, I mean, yeah, when you when you phrase it like that. <laughs> I am so stoked about it. Like, somebody just kind of pokes through time and space to be like, I'm standing here with my phone calling this person. And the poke comes through to your phone so that your, like, moments in time and space are suddenly connected by a phone call. But first of all, you've been like, yeah, but I want that phone call to sound like a really goofy Bruno Mars mashup that I watched on YouTube. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Not not all of us are like that. I think that's just you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like I think there's just something gorgeous about, you know, we've changed the way we expect to be able to interact with people. We expect people to be reachable now. And you know, my mother listening to this might well be like, oh do we answer your phone then, which is a fair accusation. I do apologize. <laughs> I'm glad that you outed yourself like that. <laughs> Um, I'm working on it. But I just think there's something really cute about customizable ringtones, especially when you get to pick a ringtone for one specific person. So like instances where you can kind of be like, okay, if my girlfriend calls me, I'm, you know, thinking you. I was actually I was actually about to add to that. I do have that. Do you? Is your tone for your girlfriend different to your normal ringtone? Yes. Yeah, so my normal ringtone is the Yoshi Valley theme. <laughs> Of course it is. Do you know how that goes? Please, elucidate us. I do know that one. It's that. It's the opening, like that part where I'm like, oh, I'm being called. Cool. <laughs> I must confess I only know it from a Gus Johnson meme video, but yes, That's carry fine. on. That's more than, more than usable. But yes, the one for my girlfriend is, it's very soppy. Again, Valentine's. What is love? Yes, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually, uh, Black Eyed Peas, Where Is The Love? Is it? No, it's not. I wish it was. I'm going to change it to that now. It's Fly Me To The Moon. Oh, bleh. <laughs> Because 
that was our that was yeah that's the song that we first liked together so that's gross but i'll let you off because it's valentine's day very cute it allows me to know when she's specifically calling though as you as you're saying yeah exactly that completely killed killed your point dead in the water i'm sorry no no it's it's proving my point actually i hadn't thought to ask you if you had customized your ringtones but i guess i should have and it doesn't surprise me at all that you have because it is a way of accessorizing your own personal accessibility almost like in a way that we just haven't really had before like it's a similar kind of now that we all have internet profiles all over the place, for the first time, there is a sense in which the common man gets to present himself, gets to plan how he looks and like how he is being accessed and communicated with. And that just didn't really exist before the internet. But like the form in which it did exist is in the sense that you're connected to your phone and your phone is an access point to you as a person you can kind of accessorize a little bit some of the noises that are made. Like, you know, you get to put a little sign up on your voicemail space that that is like, hello, I can't get to the phone right now. Please, please call back. Oh my goodness. Yes, my voicemail. Oh, can we just talk about Mojo's voicemail message for a moment? Can we talk about my voicemail for a second? Mojo's voicemail message was recorded when you first got your phone and you must have been 11 years old? The day the day I got my phone was the, the day I turned 11 years old and I have never changed it. It's so good. I, if you change it, I will cry. Like, it's iconically good. Just to clarify, I am halfway through 20 years old. So it's been nearly a decade of this voicemail message. It's been very awkward for me in situations where like, I've been trying to apply for a job per chance and I get called and I don't answer it in time. And then they probably deny me because it sounds like a child has answered the phone. (laughs) Gorgeous, gorgeous little 11 year old Mojo going, Hello, this is Matthew Briggs or Mojo. Please leave a message. After the tone. It's so cute. And I love that you differentiate between Mojo, which is your childhood nickname. So in case anyone's been wondering why I'm referring to him as something that doesn't appear to be his name, that is why. Um, You differentiate between Mojo and Matthew and your voice is... Oh, you sound like you're five years old. It's so cute. If I were ever to change it, what I want to do... I've I've thought about this a lot because people... I I get like genuinely like tens of people saying me to like not change it. Oh yeah, no. All of your friends are huge fans. Yeah, they are. They call me all the time to like hear... I often like... I answer it like, like, can you actually deny me the call so you can... So I can show my friend this (laughs) voicemail. I'm like, well, okay, cool. (laughs) I've frequently been about to leave an irritated voicemail on your phone and then been totally sucker punched by how adorable your voicemail is and been like... I remember what I was going to say. I'm just going to ring you again and listen to it. <laughs> My plan to change the voicemail is to record that voicemail like in and of itself and then do a thing where I oh, like, yeah, play it for a first it. few seconds and then cut through it and just like, sort of cough and then start speaking in my voice now. <laughs> nice. Yes. I love that. But I do think I need to change it when I want to like properly start applying for jobs, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, that is a gorgeous place, I think, to bring my, my thoughts to a conclusion because... I, I didn't, again, there wasn't really a point to that. I just have been thinking a lot about kind of how we accessorize intangible spaces that we occupy, especially in the kind of age of the internet where nothing is, is corporeal, but everything is very real. And I think customizable ringtones are one of the places where like people feel most free to have fun. Like nobody's customizing their ringtone and being like, if my grandmother calls me, it will say grandmother is calling. And if my dog's psychiatrist calls me, it will say 
your dog's psychiatrist is calling you. But like, you know, the fact, like you proved my point and I, I hadn't even planned that, that if you bother customizing your ringtone, it's a way which is, is uniquely personal and reflects like your sense of humor or particular experiences. Or like, yeah, the actual relationship that, it's, that it is being called. Yeah, know. exactly. And I think that that's neat. Like, big ups to customizable ringtones. And that is the thing that I like. So the phrase for this podcast is big ups to X. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. That's the, that, is, that is genuinely really cool. I mean, it, it's a very interesting point, uh, touching on what you just said about, like, the corporeal or the non-corporeal nature of everything that we do online. Or, like, especially phones. Because phones in and of themselves are, you know, physical objects they do exist but yeah. the things yeah. that are applied to them are like are, are these ornaments as you say and there's very much that relationship between something which doesn't actually physically exist if that makes any sense yeah i think there's a really interesting sort of network of oh, i was about to be like a network of ontologies which is just so so awfully pretentious yeah i love i love i love studying birds dude <laughs> That was good. I liked that. It's the best joke I've made all day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think there is there's a really interesting sort of matrix of things going on in like what is real about the internet and is it like the points of access like phones, laptops, iPads, computers, or is it the kind of code that goes on in the middle of that? Like what is the real thing and what does it mean to be real if it doesn't physically exist anywhere but has to be accessed via something physical? That's very much the internet, right? That, that's like, that's just how the internet yeah but i think it's really fascinating the kind of soundscaping that happens very intentionally like you know websites like facebook will will think really hard about what their notification sounds are and like how it's going to interact with people like how the sound is designed to get their attention but not to be too annoying but like they'll put like hundreds of people on it and like hours and hours and money and money into it to like properly get the right thing yeah exactly and we all kind of have our own versions of that in how we choose to let our phones like wave to get our attention but like through sound and i just think that's really fun yeah it's really it's really cool yeah I guess, I guess in a certain way, those are linked. High School Musical and and uh, and <laughs> customizable ringtones because they're both about music. There we go. There's the linking factor. <laughs> uh, or in fact, <laughs> they are both things that we like. That we like. Yes, the linking factor between them is our existence, and that we both like them. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think that's the end. Any final words? Uh, not particularly. Uh, big ups both <laughs> school musical and customizable ringtones, if I were to say anything. <laughs> big ups, Noel Miller, and anybody who customizes their ringtone to something funny. Those are my big ups. Great. Right, yeah, we will uh we will see you next week. Bye. And that is the end of the podcast. If you liked it, let us know and maybe tell a friend. Until next week, have a good one. Bye. Chrissy, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I cut this out, Matt. I'm about to sneeze. Ah!